1: Welcome to a conclusion
2: Talk Podcast Episode 108. I am with Seb and Bianchi, um, and as always, please go so subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and Brainiac Podcast, which is Stefan's host of that. So uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever you hear podcasts. So and uh, please support me, concussion talk, on Patreon. So Patreon.com/slash/concussion talk. Concussion talk. Excuse me, I say that right? Um and uh and also volume of Good Pods. So which is the podcasting app? So search your app store for Good Pods HQ or Good Pods. And uh, and and before that, before Devin and I talk, I will. Introduce my sponsor, HeadCheck Health. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Okay, so Stefan, uh thank you so much. And as I uh, mentioned very briefly, but you are the oh new host, the new host, season two host, and even more, but season two of these replacing the replacing. You can't replace it even. Filling in the meeting this day because she has graduated. Um, but Stefan is a master's master student at UFT and he's to go oh the host, the host, the host of Brainiac podcast with uh the University of Toronto Conclusion Lakes chap- Foundation chapter. And I'll actually get him to explain it better because I'm still in my words now. So Stefan, uh you're thanks for thanks for hosting. Thanks for being here. And uh just introduce yourself and say like, what you're doing at U of T and and just more about the bagas for especially for season two.
3: Sure. Yeah. So th- thanks for having me on Nick. I'm really excited to be here. Um, so in terms of the of what I'm doing, I'll start with kind of a little bit about myself. So I'm a second year master's student um, at U of T in the Faculty of Kinesiology and Physical Education. I'm doing my research under Dr. Michael Hutchison. And what it's looking at, um, for the most part, is risk of future injury after concussion. So there's a lot of research out there that suggests that, you know, after people get concussions and they're recovered, there's, you know, actually a, a greater risk of injury when they come back to sport compared to athletes who haven't been concussed. So I'm kind of working Mm -hmm. on that and, you know, taking a little bit of a spin on it, focusing um, on sex differences as well to see, you know, are females or male athletes more susceptible to this risk of injury? So that's kind of the approach that I'm taking. Um, That's a bit about me and what I'm doing for school. But in terms of the the podcast, um, like I said, I'm the host of the Brainiac podcast, and that's kind of done out of the U of T chapter of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Um, and I've been a part of the, um, the club, I guess for, for a couple of years as like a regular member, um, prior to this, but you know, Eddie put up, po- Adina put a post out talking, asking for, you know, a podcast host. And I, you know, I listened to podcasts a lot, like for, for a number of years. And I always kind of thought, Hey, like it would kind of be cool to do that one day. So kind of put my name in the, uh, in the hat there and I was fortunate enough to, to be selected and, and it's been a great experience so far, nice. um, you did. He's done a great job. So, uh,
2: what, what, what do you, what did you do, for undergrad? Did you do kinesiology undergrad as well?
3: Yeah, I did kinesiology at U of T as well. So it was just sort of a natural progression for me to to do my masters in that faculty, working with the same professor. Yeah, you know, do
2: you have plans to carry on do a PhD or anything, or just don't know? Um,
3: yet. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still thinking. Um, yeah, you know, I've only got a little bit of time to figure it out because I'm hoping to be graduating within the next, you know, half year or so. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. I'm trying to yeah. keep my options open, but we'll see.
2: So, what we have planned for anything special planned for season two of Brainiac Podcast? Any guests that we should know about or talk about?
3: um you No, know, nothing's nothing's sured up yet. So I don't want to like you know say something yeah. and have it not yeah. not yeah. like follow through with it. um But really, the approach that we want to take this year is more of. You know, more of an educational approach, so to speak. So, you know, season one of Brain Act was a lot about storytelling and, you know, interviewing different people that had different experiences with concussions and talking about sort of their personal experiences, which don't get me wrong, is extremely, extremely important. Um, We just wanted to kind of, you know, take a different approach for season two. I talked with like the president who's there now and we kind of decided that it would be cool to take more of an educational approach and just talk to people with you know a range of expertise and experiences so for example um in our first episode we had Dr. Anne Hunt who's an occupational therapist so we talked about you know the role that OT is playing concussion you know the episode that came out just last week we talked to the uh, volleyball coach at U of T which was you know one of the best discussions I've, I've had in a long time mm-hmm. just kind of gaining the coach's perspective is you know pretty unique because it's not something that's often talked and about but coach they, for
2: a long time she...
3: a long time yeah so she's seen how concussion has changed from something that really nobody cared about in the 80s and 90s to something now that you know there's a big emphasis on so it was cool to just get a perspective on it um and in the future you know i'm hoping to have some more medical professionals on healthcare professionals taking their perspectives and you know i'll just sort of try and recruit a different perspective every month and so right. hopefully we can sort of just listen from listen to different people with just backgrounds and maybe different backgrounds yeah. to look at concussion yeah. from different areas. Yeah.
2: Definitely sounds like a good idea. Uh, and people don't know Toronto as well as people in Canada do, but Toronto and U of T has a good, good and amazing plethora of people who can talk about concussions or any sure. real health issues. The University Health Network which is associated with U of T right? Or is it just universities? Yeah. University also just yeah, the avenue your time. But but exactly yeah. yeah you have a lot you have a lot of people a lot of uh, different departments and, and hospitals you can reach out to, so definitely get some good information there for sure um so did you did you play I know because you know, I think question of the next generation is mostly I know you talk to schools that's what you were saying last year This. you you don't be only more about a group of students who are out front talking to schools you know, like high schools, you know, junior highs, high school, 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 elementary schools, it's the same, obviously. Um, or it's perfect. I know it does with them here. You buy I think you call them Center from in anyway in the But um, yeah. Uh, so and that's mostly you can say on sports aspect episode. Did you play sports in your now or in high school or you know? You yeah.
3: So, year? so growing up, I played hockey and soccer. Those were kind of my two. Favourite sports growing up. I played them you know, competitively until the end of high school. Um, and then I stopped. I didn't play hockey anymore, but I, I reffed hockey. And then um, I still play soccer recreationally once a week. So just to stay active and just to stay, you know, connected to the sports is a big part of my life, but I don't really play m- as much anymore. But I used to, yeah.
2: Did you ever uh, bike? Like, big dogs, your name's like donkeys. They
3: like Yeah, it's no one on bike. Yeah, no, I uh, I didn't. I haven't gotten into cycling much. I know I have a couple of friends who who cycle and and they love it. So maybe it's something I got to get into. I mean, I have the last name for it, right? So
2: exactly perfect last <laughs> I guess so It's obviously it's Italian, obviously. So we're out of so soccer is obviously a big passion of yours, and uh, most yeah. of hockey obviously because you're, you know Toronto is just like yeah, yeah. So
3: yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah. so um. Yeah, uh, who's your? I know Adina was, yeah. right? yeah, sure. was a president last year of the right? Yeah, uh, she was a
3: president last year. This year, it's a, um, I believe she's in fourth year now. Her name is Shreya or I think. Oh Romana. yeah, that was, like
2: and, also. I was sure she was at the yeah, um,
3: and she's uh yeah she's been great. She's been really um good in terms of like supporting my ideas for the podcast and just kind of you know you know giving her you know, two cents on things and we kind of collaborated together a lot. And it's been, it's been great. I have nothing but great things to say about her.
2: And you were, and you were playing soccer and hockey, soccer and hockey. Uh, you have, you must have more experience with concussions. Maybe not personally, but aside from your, your academic yeah, work as well. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate to not have, you know, ever suffered a concussion. So that's something that I'm very, you know, very grateful for because I know, how you know you know damaging they can be in a sense um but i have you know definitely been around some of my friends or some of my teammates that have suffered concussions so i kind of have that perspective on them just seeing how much they can you know do to somebody you know for example when i was playing soccer probably towards the end of when i you know towards when i stopped maybe 10 or 11 you know my goalie took like a ball maybe from five yards away square to the face Mm. like Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get knocked out, but he got back up and yeah. it didn't seem right. He, So, you know, coach took him off and then when I was sitting on the bench with him, he was like asking me what his name was. Like he didn't even know yeah. his own name. So I was like, I was kind of like maybe like the first one I was like kind of old enough to kind of start to understand like, okay, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a pretty yeah. serious thing. So it's, uh, uh, so,
2: so you're, when you, you, you study, you study for your, in your lab, do you do you interview people or do you just use do you look at statistic results or do you examine actual athletes
3: um so our, our lab's actually pretty diverse in terms of what we do so there's some studies that look at more biological so like sampling blood and yeah. sampling yeah saliva and looking how like that varies with you know, exercise versus no exercise, like in terms of a randomized control trial. So there's like that biological aspect. Yeah. And then there's also pretty big emphasis now on our, in our lab with um, sort of more practical things like so developing protocols and, right. you know, developing return to, you know, return to play like activity protocols to suit different symptom clusters and, and whatnot. So that's kind of been a big focus of our lab because um our supervisor, like the head, the professor who runs the lab, Dr. Hutchison, um, developed, has actually developed his own app for recovery um, that's launched pretty recently. Um, so like a lot, a lot that goes into that is developing exercise plans, better understanding exercise and how it relates to concussions. So that's that, that what I would say is sort of the main focus of our lab. But like I said, we have you know, a pretty diverse range of projects going on on top of that.
1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So have you found anything in your your research
2: so far that... Indicate anything different? Do you think, not i to give results or speak before you finish yeah. thing? But I mean, if you, have you noticed any during the course of your research? Have you noticed anything that you were surprised by?
3: Um, well, my, my thesis is you know still underway, I haven't yeah. gotten to the yeah. analysis part, so I you know can't give you an answer to my research oh, question, God.
2: or should you? Yeah.
3: Yeah, but but what I did in my undergrad research which was, you know, pretty interesting is I looked at something called like delayed symptom onset. So, you know, as the name suggests when you get hit in the head or you you, you know, experience a concussive event, the symptoms don't always onset like right away. You don't always feel them immediately. Sometimes they take 15-20 an hour, but even a day later, and I sort of looked at that. And it was interesting to see that it was like I think, you know, safe to say that you know, it's, it's higher than almost 25% or around 25% of cases where that, that happens, where, you know, the athlete won't feel the symptoms right away. And so oftentimes they'll probably keep playing. And, you know, as we know, it's pretty dangerous to to be doing that. So it sort of just kind of shed some light on the idea that, you know, mechanism of injury and looking what happened, like as a coach or as a uh, um, athletic therapist on the sidelines or something, if you see something that you think is a concussion, um, it's, you know, the 25% chance that they might not be experiencing symptoms, even though they had a concussion. And so just, you know, sort of being cautious when it comes to letting the player return to play, you know, that same day or even the next day, right? Because sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. So that was sort of the interesting thing that I learned. I didn't, you know, I had, didn't expect to see a number that high going into it. But again, it's good to, it's good to to kind of understand um, the symptom onset profile right. from that perspective.
2: Yeah. So, I'm uh, not quite in the spot or anything here now, but uh, from Dr. Hunt and and Christine, a mm-hmm. coach, coach, yeah. coach uh, have you learned anything that you did from anything from them that you were I'm not sorry, not necessarily surprised by, but points that you thought were just really pointed?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, having done a little bit of kind of my own research before talking to um, Christine, I kind of had a bit of an understanding of how you know important coaches actually are when it comes to, you know, setting a sort of standard and culture when it comes to concussion, but just sort of hearing her perspective on it and hearing her perspective on how actually important the leaders on the team are. So like the the veterans for, you know, for lack of a better word, are the people who are viewed as the leadership core of the team, how important they actually are. And sort of spreading that message throughout the team, I thought was pretty interesting because you know only so much a coach can do sometimes. Sometimes it just doesn't register as much as it should than when it comes from a player. And that's a point that that she made. You know, often you hear a lot about like in sports, so the leadership is so important. Now i this player, that player brings a lot off the yeah. ice. Yeah. And that's usually, you know, said with regards to like play on the ice or on yeah. the field, but yeah. just it it kind of came up again in this context, we're just like setting a standard, having a culture that supports reporting of concussion and injury in general, the players on the team, the leaders are very important. And so when we, you know, when, when, when different bodies go in to educate the teams or to have like workshops, or even the coach says something about how important concussions are, it's almost more important if the players have, the players have to buy into that. And the leaders on the team are really important for that process. And that was just sort of a really interesting point. Um, that yeah. she brought up and i was really fascinated by that to be honest
2: and oh uh, guess well, so finally my well, finally, finally since i always say that but i mean it'd be finally, but for now let's say yeah. the, what is the age range of this of the athletes you're studying you're studying your research. Sure mm-hmm. you
3: so being being at u of t and my faculty is pretty closely um so it's like linked with the like david MacIntosh sport medicine clinic that's from u of t so my um, thesis and my other project as well that I mentioned are focusing only on university athletes, so anywhere That's from I guess 18 to 25, give or take, and around there.
2: And when you're, I know you mentioned in the uh, when you're talking to, to Dr. Hunt, um, you did some research with her. You work with her. That's right. Did you did you study any? You know, you have, were you as a horn player then?
3: Yeah, so what I did at Holland Brewery was it was through actually um, a school placement program, um, and I wasn't actually like doing research um, on participants or with participants. I was actually helping with a knowledge translation website oh. that they were putting together called like the Youth um, Youth Concussion Awareness Network. I believe it's called UCAN. Can. Because we should say
2: the Holland Brewery is a Children's Hospital in Toronto, Children's Rehabilitation yeah. Hospital in Toronto. But sorry, continue
3: yeah so yeah they do a lot of great work with the youth population but you know the point of that um, website or web portal whatever they want to call it was to sort of facilitate knowledge translation in an understandable way about concussions like for you know high school or young athletes in general Um, so that was you know the point Like, like I said when it comes to like coaches talking to players like there's there's always like a bit of a separation between what the research says and how important the research findings are and getting that to the community so that sports organizations, athletes, coaches can understand it. There's, you know, it's sometimes it's a long process and an inefficient process. And sometimes the knowledge that is generated through research isn't, you know, quickly enough spread to the people who need to hear it kind of thing or who it would impact. Yeah. And so all in Blue Review and a lot of the people in that lab now who are also affiliated with U of T, that's a lot of their, the focus is a lot on sort of finding ways to get the knowledge to the people in an understandable um, and efficient way, which of course is really important.
2: Uh, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. So now, well, now this is definitely my final question. Um, <laughs> you always, you seem to start your pockets with questions to, I would say, break the ice. So uh, I'll ask the one you asked, Adam. so fear to was it dinner, dinner they anybody? dead or alive? Was it was alive or just alive?
3: I, I think I said dead or alive.
2: Dead or alive. Like, yeah, by dead or alive, okay. What would you have and why? Who didn't know and why? That's or, uh,
3: it. And I when I was preparing this question for Dr. Han, I was thinking like who would I even bring? it? I didn't actually have like a good answer. So it was good that she didn't ask me at the time, but now you're asking me. So I gotta think. Exactly. Um so
2: was...
3: I'm I'm gonna steal from her, but this is one that I knew I was gonna take before she mentioned. it. You had act- the
2: same one as her.
3: Sorry? You can't pick the same person. I can't. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. She, who, well, who did she say? Well, she said uh, Chris Hadfield, but I I can think of another one. I'll, okay. I'll say four. I'll say four, just so I don't have, So it's not a cop out. <laughs> okay. So Chris Hadfield um, is a kind of like it was a kind of a role model of mine. Like I I read his yeah his book a few years ago, and just like a lot of the things he says, you know, obviously like. <laughs> Astronomy and astronaut stuff is not really applicable to me, but just more about like the, the yeah. lessons they learned in general that are really yeah. transferable to anything you do in life. So I took a lot from that book. So I'd want to learn more about him and just. Oh, talk the gravity stuff,
2: the interesting training. Yeah.
3: that's interesting. right? That's yeah. Right. But, uh, I funny. think then, you know, seeing that sports are a pretty big part of my life, I probably, my favorite player growing up with, was Matt Sandine. So I'd probably want to get to know him and just have like, you know, just to chat, chat to him about yeah. what it was like to play in Toronto. And you know, I was pretty young when he, when he was in his heyday. Here I was like, you know, under ten or so, like around that age. Okay. So, like that growing up, he was just like a the, the best to me. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I would love to just chat to him now. Um, so that's two. I got to keep thinking. Oh, I only asked
2: for one, but if you're on for four. Then go for. Oh, it.
3: you only asked for one. Okay, well, Matt um, Sundin would be one. <laughs> Well,
2: I mean for you another.
3: guys for four, yeah. It's easier or just whatever you anyone. Okay, I'll, ra- I'll round it out. I will round it out with three just because that's a good number. I'm trying to think now, but I would probably this is tough because I just want to pick athletes because I'm a sports junkie, but I feel like that's pretty lame. So I gotta think. <laughs> um okay, well, I'll I'll just I'll just pick him because I don't want to kill our time but i, I would on, honestly like even though he's like only a year older than me i'd probably want to take austin matthews along with me too oh, okay. yeah and i think it, that would be a good trio because yeah. uh, chris, chris hadfield's a big leafs fan too so i feel like we all have something yeah. in common we'd have some good conversation <laughs> so that's the, those would be my three not okay. not super original but
2: so better nothing so <laughs> so uh, thanks and did you have any questions for for me or anything or anything you I don't know if you've heard that, but uh,
3: well, like when I was like reading on on your website yesterday, just yeah. like in preparation for today, I just like wanted to know like what drove you to start doing this, to so speaking about concussions and brain injury.
2: Uh, well, as uh, my my own brain injury, I see mm-hmm. them they have the the you know, the distal the distal one, but uh, reason, but uh there's another word for it, there's a better word for it, but anyway, yeah, but anyway that one. But uh, also just as a, I I like writing, like when I went to work in a Ottawa expert in development in Canada, I started writing a lot, writing a lot. And mm-hmm. I like writing and I started the blog because I wanted to write about it. It's a good way to talk about brain change stuff and a good way to get things out there. And I liked writing, and you know, I like writing more humorous ways ways, but mm-hmm. um, which I think is not than This itself too as much. But um I thought it was just a good way to get it and then. Good way to write to talk about my issues and what I was feeling about things, and there's no one else doing it. Uh, That's something um, that I really, I don't really look that hard, honestly, but uh, yeah, I that. Uh, and then I just podcast, as as you are saying, you used to say, I listened to podcasts for a long time and just, I just thought, eh, I'll talk to people, talk to people, and just write best stuff on my own. It's better just chat. More reason for me to just, uh, meet more people and talk to them than any real my speech is still a bit it's slow and it's tough sometimes so like it's, it's better I find it better than just you know writing by myself and just like the conversing with people and I am more sure
3: yeah for sure that's yeah that, that, that's interesting I I was reading through like your your story online like again yesterday night it was yeah you know pretty, pretty damn inspiring if I no, I if you know, I can say that. So
2: thanks. Yeah. Okay, right, great. Well, I guess uh that's that kind of wraps up this. This uh was not really a brainiac and concussion talk <laughs> a lab totally, but it's kind of like that. So uh, next this podcast will be out on Tuesday December seventh. Right? Yes, that's right. And uh then and, and uh, Brainiac will have another one. I was going to say, Bianchi, Bianchi, but was, like, that's your name, slash Brainiac. But Brainiac will have a podcast out before before Christmas break, I guess, before the holiday season. And uh, I'll have one more out in another concussion talk podcast out on December, December 14th. So uh, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Stefan, so much. And uh, we'll definitely be hearing from you again for... And the end of the year. So uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks Josh.
3: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Nick. appreciate it.
2: Thanks. Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.